0: Hey everybody, welcome to the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. Before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about the delicious, certified, gluten-free breads, bagels, English muffins, and other baked goods that are made right here in Johnstown, Colorado. Canyon Bakehouse's gluten, dairy, nut, and soy-free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again. Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit CanyonGlutenFree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked it to the corner, Feirano for three. It's good! With the foul! And back to throw is the quarterback, and Hayward is sacked by Joey Porter. Page takes it in, scores! Jay or Stevens lets it go and there's your touchdown. Michael Gallup. Got it down low. Hornong! And here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five. Touchdown, Colorado State. What's up, guys? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and let me tell you, I am so excited to talk a little college basketball. CSU men's basketball will open the uh, officially open the regular season with their first exhibition uh, Friday evening. They're hosting Western Colorado. Honestly not a whole lot to be learned in this game. It's tough when you're going against these smaller schools, uh, but it's a good opportunity for the freshmen to get their feet under them and just for everybody to get a feel for things before they open the season against DU for real next week. And then, of course, the big-time road game to Duke, which oh, I just, I can't believe that one week from now I will be in Raleigh, North Carolina, Durham, whatever you want to call it, that that whole area confuses me. Uh, But I'm just so excited for that game. I'm excited for college basketball to be back. It's such a fun time of the year. I published today a 1,600-word article uh, that just kind of outlines the Mountain West, talks about the preseason projected order of finish. I give just my input on where I think everybody will finish, how I see the league playing out. I, of course, don't get a vote in the normal one. So, just figured that would be a fun thing to do but uh so if you're a subscriber definitely go check that out I, I spent a lot of time on that piece so you know get a little get a little read on the rest of the league before uh tonight's game against western colorado just a good chance to to catch up and find out you know who's a contender who's overrated all that fun stuff so honestly like i'm not sure there's anything better than college basketball at least in terms of my job it's it's just so much fun i love the raw energy of it all and yeah i'm just i'm just stoked i guess that's really the only way to put it i'm just really excited to to finally talk hoops again so let's let's talk about this CSU basketball team and just kind of what the expectations are and how i see this season playing out and and all that fun stuff i'm going to go over uh, who i think will be the starting 5 what roles i think guys on the bench will have uh, so, good, good, fun podcast for any Hoops fan. Uh, good chance to, to catch up and remember what's going on with this team. Uh, CSU obviously went 12 and 20 in 2018 19, scored 74.8 points per game, which ranked 116th of 353 uh, teams. They gave up 75.2 points per game, that ranked 267th of 353 teams. So,. Need to improve on the defensive side. Would like to see things get a little more consistent on offense. But seventy-four point eight points per game isn't really like a bad figure. That's a that's a pretty solid number. You just have to play better defense. If you can get, uh, you know, your points allowed closer down to to seventy between seventy and seventy-two points, I think this team potentially could could win twenty games this year. I think that like seventeen to twenty win game range is is very realistic for this team. They were picked ninth in the preseason poll, which I wrote uh, has to... It's it's mostly because the rest of the league just doesn't know anything about this team yet. I mean, everyone knows Nico Carvacho, but I don't think Chris Martin gets as much love around the league as he deserves, and I don't think necessarily people were paying attention to some of the pieces that CSU added. Uh, Ultimately, I think they have potential to... Uh, finish higher than that. This this is going to be a a tough year. I think a few of the teams are really good. Utah State's in a league of their own, but uh, Boise State with five seniors, a really deep team. San Diego State, a really experienced team with versatile scorers. Uh, New Mexico subtly has one of the more talented rosters in the entire league. I think things are going to be a little bit shaky in Reno at first under Steve Alford, but they still have enough talent to to be near the top of the league. So. Even Fresno State. I mean, Fresno State, they've had a lot of moving pieces, but if, if you don't get the picture by now, it's just that there are a lot of good teams in the Mountain West. So go read about all of them in that article I wrote. Um, I talked about why I think CSU will, will be better than ninth in the league. Um, and much of it has to do with the starting lineup, which we're about to get into here. Uh, a couple of couple of departures to talk about. Anthony Mazent Bonner. Obviously decided to forego his final season in the program. He originally announced that he would transfer to Missouri State to finish there. Uh, ultimately decided to walk away from basketball entirely. Kind of an odd deal, but wish that guy well. I uh, hope he makes the best of his post-basketball career. Uh, along with Anthony Mazenton Bonner, Logan Ryan, uh, backup forward transferred to Ferris State. Another backup forward, Jack Shulman is has gone back home. He's at Cal State Bakersfield. Lorenzo Jenkins, who, of course, left halfway through the season last year. He's at Grand Canyon. Dion James is now at Washington State. Enzo Tyson is at IUPUI. I, I, I don't know how you pronounce that. It's the weirdest program. But uh, any time you lose six guys, technically also lost Sam Bannock, who was a walk-on guard last year and decided that he just wants to be a normal student. He's... He's no longer in the mix. So a lot of moving pieces with this team. Uh, The roster looks a lot different than it has in years past. But really, as much change as there's been, the starting lineup is fairly stable. I think four guys in that starting lineup will, will be guys that basically played the majority of the minutes for CSU last season anyways. So let's just jump right into it here. I mean, starting at point guard, I think... You gotta go, Kendall Moore, uh, Hiron Edwards, the senior. But I think the offense just functions best with Kendall running things. Uh, they obviously trusted him a ton last year. He got to play serious minutes along with Adam Thistlewood this year. They're they're hoping for even bigger and better things out of him. Uh, the thing about Kendall that I really just like is how fearless he plays. Uh, not necessarily the best jump shooter in the world but he's so quick, can get to the rim, has a lethal first step, and he likes to share the basketball. So that's what I'm looking for out of my point guard. I think he'll have a solid year uh, coming back, assuming that the injuries are are behind him and and they don't slow him down at all. At the two, I imagine it'll be Chris Martin. He's really one of the biggest pieces for CSU this year. I think Chris Martin is a huge key to the Rams' success. He scored... 9.2 points per game, brought down 3.2 rebounds a game, also dished about three assists a game last season. A really complete guy. I think overall he's probably CSU's best two-way player. He's definitely their best defender one-on-one. He can lock down the opposing team's best scorer. Uh, He's a guy who goes really hard on both ends, and I just really enjoy watching him. Uh, Ultimately, if CSU is able to outplay expectations, I think it will be because Chris Martin is able to really come into his own on the offensive end. He's a guy who, when he wants to, can really be dangerous. Uh can really be dangerous with the basketball. He he has great handles, can get to the rim. He's a versatile scorer, uh, has a nice little jump shot from mid-range. Uh, just a guy who can score in a variety of different ways. And I think the CSU just needs him to be more aggressive this year. And I, I do think you will get that out of him. I've talked to him a couple of times, and he's he's kind of just... Referenced how he understands that he needs to be the guy for this team this year. He needs to not only be a leader and you know talk the talk, walk the walk, but he actually he actually needs to produce. So Chris Martin, uh, keep your eye on him. I think he is a sneaky contender to earn all conference honors this year. Not necessarily first team, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up on the second team, something like that. Uh, but if he can score, you know, somewhere around 15 points per game. Which is a lot. I mean, he only scored 9.2 points per game last year, so that would be, you know, about three more made baskets a game. Uh, Add another assist or rebound, and then just continue to keep up the intensity on the defensive end. This team will be in good shape. At the three, got the sophomore forward, Adam Thistlewood, a kid who I really like. I think CSU fans got a little bit discouraged with him. I think he definitely faded a little bit at the end of last season, but much of that had to do with just the intensity i mean it's more basketball at a higher level of intensity than he had played in his entire career and it just kind of took its toll i think he was beat up a little bit and just worn both mentally and physically by the end of the last year he seems really confident this time around i think he's i think he's poised to come back and have a, a really strong year he's a guy who needs to get more consistent on the defensive end uh, but he can, he can really be a dangerous shooter for this team. He didn't show it off that frequently last year, but in terms of just pure jump shot, I think he probably has the best-looking shot on the team. If he can just be a threat from three and really just give them, oh, I don't know, around, I mean, 9 to, to 12 points a game, be competent on defense, don't turn the basketball over, bring down a board here too. Thistlewood can, can really help this team click and just be a, a solid glue guy. That makes this all work. In the At the four, uh, David Roddy. I think you got to go with the true freshman. This guy can really just bang down low. Uh, watching him in the scrimmage, it was fun to just see him tossing guys around that are much older than him. He's He doesn't look 18 years old, that's for sure. He's certainly more physically developed than that. I think his football background certainly helps. Um, there'll be some learning moments with this guy, but he can just—he's so skilled for how big and strong he is. A versatile scorer can shoot, can get to the, can put the basketball down and get to the rim. I just think this guy is too good to not to not have in your starting lineup. And ultimately, uh, based on the rest of the depth uh, at the four and five, I think it just makes a lot of sense uh, starting at center. Nico Carvacho. This isn't even really a question. Led the team in scoring and rebounds last year. Led the nation in rebounding preseason. Uh, All-conference team projected to to finish all-league for the second year in a row. Last year, he was first-team all-defense as well. Uh, So just a really huge year for Nico. Definitely some big expectations for him coming in. I think people are looking for him to kind of be the dude and take his game to the next level if he's able to do so, which I I really think he can now that he's healthy. going to finally be able to go both directions. I think the sky's the limit for this guy. Needs to uh, needs to be consistent on defense. He's going to face if he's going to have a professional career. He's going to obviously face people that are a lot uh, bigger and stronger than he normally has to deal with in the Mountain West. But I think he has all the potential. Definitely working on an outside jump shot. Um, But where this guy makes his living is on the glass and down, you know, in the post. So. Another big year for Nico Carvacho. I think he'll he'll be what the Ram fans expect him to be. Uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the six-man role and just kind of what I expect from a few other guys uh, on the roster this season. You know how much we love our friends over at Breckenridge Brewery. Well, they want us to tell you about a party that they are throwing with Never Summer. Never Summer is having their opening day a celebration party over at Punch Bowl Social in Denver on November 9th. This is going to run from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. You're not going to want to miss out, guys. This is going to be a kick-ass time. Snow is in the air. The mountains are calling your name. Time to party about it. I mean, the Gin Doctors will be crushing your favorite 90s hits. Uh, There's going to be a chance for people to do live 90s band karaoke. That sounds like a blast. Uh, Chances to win... An all mountain snowboard designed by Jamie Molina. Chance to win an epic pass. Uh, chance to see a Never Summer Industries film that's never premiered before. So, all kinds of stuff. Obviously, there's going to be as much beer as you could possibly drink. This is just going to be an amazing time. Don't miss out. Never Summer's uh, opening day party, November 9th, 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. at Punchbowl Social in Denver, Colorado. Be there or B-Square, my friends. Those guys at Breckenridge know how to have a good time. Uh, But we are continuing on with the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. If you're looking for a delicious gluten-free treat, check out canyonglutenfree.com for a coupon. Uh, We just went over the starting lineup, or at least what I project it to be. Now let's talk about the rest of the roster and, and where we see some of these other guys uh, working their way into the mix. Ultimately, I believe Hyron Edwards will be the sixth man. He he really worked, played well in this role for CSU last year. I know uh, just naturally he's going to want to be a starter. I can't blame him. He's a, a veteran guy, a very talented player, and honestly a, a very good facilitator of the basketball. But I think just having a guy like him that you can bring in and can run the run the second unit... Potentially give this team a scoring option if things are going slow. I just think that really uh, is going to be beneficial to the offense, along with him. Uh, PJ Bird probably going to be your backup uh, to your shooting guard, whatever you want to refer to it as. In this age of positionless basketball, I think you know one, two, three, four, five is a little bit easier to explain than point guard, shooting guard, center, forward, etc., etc. Uh, Bird played in basically every game for VCU last year as a freshman, never played big minutes, didn't really get a chance, but he's quick. Gives this team a another scoring option off the bench. I, I've i yet to really see what kind of three-point shooter he is. Hopefully he has some type of deep-range game because that's re- definitely not Hiron's game. It would be good to at least have one guy off the bench that can come in and hit a couple of threes, but I like his ability to get to the rim. I think he's quick, and I like his energy, the effort that he brings. I think he's going to be a nice addition for this program. Uh, along with him, Isaiah Allen, John Tonia, freshman guards. Both of these guys have a chance to play a decent amount this year. I think you could choose to, to redshirt one of them, but ultimately I don't foresee that happening. I just think Medved wants to get these guys in and kind of baptize them by fire. Uh, both of them... Look like they can play. Both of them look a lot uh, beefier than I expected, and I mean that in the best way possible. Uh, developed muscly not not calling them fat by any means. So really excited to see these young guys. I think Alan uh, is going to give this team an option to really just move. He's he can get out and run. Uh, probably catch you off of off guard in transition. Uh, Tonya a little bit bigger, a little bit physical. Everybody saw him in that scrimmage. Throw down the hammer with a big dunk from the baseline drive. Um, this kid can play, man. I- I'm pretty excited about him. I think he was one of CSU's more quiet recruits. Allen got a lot of the attention, along with Roddy, and then Deshaun Thomas being a Nevada decommit got a little bit of prestige with his name as well. Uh, but this Tonya kid, I think he can. Uh, I think he he can be a legitimate scoring option for this team, and I'm excited to see what he does in his first year. Uh, Deshaun Thomas. Speaking of him, he's probably going to be uh, your main backup. They need him to play, you know, like 15 minutes or so a game. Uh, just come in and spell the spell the other guys. Spell Nico. Spell Roddy. Depending on what kind of lineup you're going with, you can always go multiple guards. Just because CSU has so much depth at that guard position. Uh, Kyle Lucaswitz, He will probably. I don't foresee him playing a whole lot. Uh, a nice kid. But we'll see. the he's, He transferred in uh, over the offseason, but probably not going to play a whole lot. I imagined you redshirt freshman forward James Moores from Australia. He looks good, but he's really raw. So with that in mind, it would surprise me if he actually played this year. And then Tavion Kirk and Ignis Sorguinis both will sit out this year due to NCA transfer rules. Both of these guys can play. Both of them I'm very excited to see, uh, but they obviously won't factor into the mix this year. Ultimately, this is a team that, you know, as I've talked about frequently throughout this podcast, they're talented. Can they put it all together, though? That's that's the big question. I do have faith in Nico Medved and his ability to bring this roster together. Everything that I've heard uh, all offseason has been just positive and upbeat about how uh, excited everybody is in the locker room how the 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 guys are really coming together and how this roster has a ton of potential ultimately we'll see you know talk is cheap but I think that this team can potentially finish around fifth or sixth in the league maybe even higher depending on how things shape out but I am just so stoked for college basketball to be back we're going to be talking about it Uh, throughout. gonna have some mailbags? I I started one on Twitter the other night. I didn't get a ton of responses, so we'll just continue that into the next basketball segment. So if you have any questions about this team, anything that I talked about on the podcast today, just send those questions my way. I will gladly answer them on an upcoming podcast. But that's about all we have for today. Hope everyone has a fun weekend planned. Obviously going to be talking plenty of football with CSU hosting UNLV for state pride, definitely stoked to see those uniforms make their return to Fort Collins, should be a very fun weekend overall.